Welcome to What's Your View with Olu Dolako. This podcast was created as a space for real people with real life experiences that most people can relate to and learn from. Hang tight and have a great time listening. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, so today I have with me one of my respected and delectable, let me say indirect mentors here. And um, I mean, I'm so excited to have him on here. And um, today we'll be talking about a topic that um, so many people have actually like been looking forward to listening to. Since I've posted it on the Instagram page, uh, which is, um, did I really hear God? And um, over time, I've just got to realize that most of us experience different things in our journey with Christ over time. And um, I really need you to know that you are not in this space alone, whatever thing you experience in your journey with Christ. Have you had experiences in which you were not sure if you heard God or experiences where you battled to consider what you heard from God as the voice of your emotions? Um, I really need you to know that you are not alone in this journey. On today's episode, I have with me Pastor Bemika Dijumo. We would have an extensive conversation about hearing from God, conviction, waiting on God, what to do while waiting, what to do when my desires are not what God is bringing to the table, emotional balance and conviction, and every other vital aspect of hearing from God. I'm sure you would enjoy and learn and be able to like get basic lessons from this. Uh, so, sir, please could you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> uh, my name is Bimigadi Jumo. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, if I were to introduce myself briefly, I would say I am a pastor. I'm a singer, songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a music minister. Uh, First of all, I'm I'm a husband. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm a couple of things. You know, I'm an audio engineer. <laughs> I'm a business development manager. With yeah. uh, you know, I have over 15 years experience in music and sound crafting. I have a master's, mm-hmm. master's master's degree. I'm passionate about value delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I'm an avid lover of God. So uh, I'm in a few things. Just a few things mm-hmm. here. Yeah, you know. I celebrate you, sir. Celebrate you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so going on into it directly. Uh, so what does it really mean to hear from God? We would like to know from a perspective what you think it really means to hear from God. Hmm. Um, I was, to be honest, when, when you reached out to me and you sent me, you know, the draft, I was really excited because <laughs> um, uh, I think it's this topic is one of those topics that we talk about it, but we hmm. don't talk about it enough. Hmm. I mean, I, I say that because there are a lot of people that I believe that are going through stuff mm-hmm. and they're struggling with this particular aspect of their work with God and you know they, they a lot of people don't really have clarity like practical clarity as to what to do you know mm-hmm. or how to go about it you know they're just mm-hmm. winking it because they expected the church expects you to meet up certain standards or to catch up to certain things and there are some fundamentals that are just missing for some people so mm-hmm. um, I trust that the Holy Spirit will guide us and help us to you know shed a bit of light on this particular topic so yeah to back mm-hmm. to your question sorry for doing no, answer your question mm-hmm. yeah um, what does it really mean to <clears throat> to hear from God um, mm-hmm. the the answer that came to my mind was just one word frequency mm-hmm. uh, I, I mentioned that I'm an I'm an audio engineer so um, I'm yeah. very familiar with that word and frequency is something that you know we interact with every single day of our lives you know it's mm. all around us really um, when radio stations transmit um, the waves are all around you you cannot see them but mm. if you have the right device or tools then you can you know you can pick up on those frequencies right and that's pretty much yeah. what it is for me when people ask that you know how, what does it really mean to hear from God? My, my yeah. first answer is God is always speaking. God is always transmitting frequencies. Definitely. You know, 
to us. Um, whether or not you're listening, you know, receiving those frequencies is now totally up to you. You know, mm-hmm. we know that for you to listen to radio, you have to have a receiver, which is the radio um, itself, you know, to, mm-hmm. to receive the frequencies that the stations are transmitting. Same thing with the TV, you know, your internet, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. So it's it's now a case of, um, you know, do you have the, the required device or the required apparatus in this mm-hmm. case? to be able to pick up the frequencies that God is transmitting. Thankfully, thankfully, one of the greatest things that we have as Christians is is, um, the Bible. I like to describe the Bible sometimes as it's it's like your training wheel, your Mm -hmm. regular bicycle, your power bike, Mm -hmm. your your car, your airplane, Mm -hmm. your space Mm -hmm. shuttle. Mm-hmm. You know everything wrapped in one. So basically, the yeah. Bible can literally be your, like I said, your training wheel. It can literally, yeah. be, you know, it it takes you the whole spectrum. You don't need to upgrade yeah. or update the OS. <laughs> you know, it's it's mm-hmm. right there. You know, from baby stage to your know, when you're old and gray. So it's it's our go-to basically. You know, it pretty yeah. much helps us to. It trains us to get familiar with God's voice. It trains us to understand. And to get familiar with the truth, you know, which is mm-hmm. God. So, um, I, I know it sounds cliche, but yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're asking what does it really mean to hear from God, I yeah. would say what it means to hear from God is learning and to, to train yourself, not just your yeah. ear, your spirit, man, your heart, your your mind, everything, you know, to mm-hmm. to align or to understand the frequencies that God is transmitting and to be able to pick up on those frequencies and yes. pretty much, you know, just learn them just the same way a child will learn, you know, his or her father's voice or mm. even the sheep would understand the voice of the shepherd, you know, as we yeah, have exactly. in the Bible. It's pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I think the, the, the pick-up line for me or the pick-up word for me that is to learn. Yeah, you know, we have to learn how to hear from God. It's, it's not a deep thing. Yeah. And that's leading yeah. me to the next question that says, how do I differentiate the voice of my emotions from the desires of God? I mean, there are times when my emotions will be saying, oh, the Lord will do this thing. And practically, what my, what my emotion is telling me to do is asking me to do isn't totally a sin or isn't like a sin majorly, as we'll say. Mm. And um, mm. how do I say, how do I differentiate the voice of my emotions from the desires of God? Hmm. That's, that's a very, very good question. Mm. And it's a very valid question. And I, I believe we will get into more details as we yeah. proceed. You know, yeah. but but to just to answer it on kind of like a blanket way, um, how do I differentiate the voice of my emotions from the desires of God? Um, I, I would I would say before we start to break it down further later, I would say mm. put them put your emotions through the ultimate litmus test. And I already said it before, which is God's word. Mm. Um, mm. One of the great things about God's word is it is unwavering. It yeah. transcends times seasons generations it's the truth if you take the truth to america the truth is the truth if you take it to china if you take it to uar which is a country you and i you know both know uar in case you're wondering that's that's nigeria yeah so um so how do i differentiate the voice of my emotions from the desires of god um so i think i should just give like a scenario um, so sometime when i was in uni I, I was um, I was thinking in my heart that okay I was supposed to go for fellowship and I was thinking in my heart um, do I do I really need to go do I really need to go do I really need to go because I was hungry like hunger is part of my emotions yeah and, <laughs> yeah um, I, I needed to like I was contemplating that I should get food 
oh, I should um, wait over till after fellowship if I could get food, or I should not just go to fellowship at all. Like, that's a scenario of when my emotion is speaking to me. So, um, how do I differentiate the voice of my emotions from the desires of God? Like, so some people will say, oh, God said I should wear this particular t-shirt this morning before going out. God said I should do this particular thing before doing this kind of, do you understand what I'm saying? So, when I'm in, um, in a fixed point where my emotions is really speaking to me, and it's not really like a bad, bad, um, bad suggestion how do i differentiate the voice of my emotions from desires of god yeah and um so basically uh, i will start with a blanket answer and then i'll try to break okay. it down uh, okay. i would say that put your emotions through the ultimate litmus test yes, sir. which is which is god's word um mm. one of the great things about god's word is the fact that it's the truth it transcends mm. time generation you know seasons it's if you take the truth to America, the truth is the truth. If you take it to China, mm-hmm. you take it to mm-hmm. Nigeria or UAR, it's the same. It's the truth. The truth is the mm-hmm. truth, right? So that's yeah. that's one of the great things about God's word. You know, if you run mm-hmm. as Christians or as children of God to proceed in our walk with God, um, God's word must be almost let me say second nature to us because really you you, mm-hmm. you have to. You have to have his word in your heart. I mean, it's of course it's great to to have access to it on your phone or whatever. But more importantly, you you have to cultivate the the habit of imbibing the word in your heart, so that that you know you don't necessarily have to go and make reference to like if you're in this kind of scenario because the word is in your heart. It is easier for your for your mind or for your soul to to align to that word, and you know you're able to put it through that test immediately to know that ah okay this is what the word recommends you know this is what mm-hmm. i'm feeling but this is what mm-hmm. the word recommends so I, I would i would say for me the answer would be put your emotions through the ultimate litmus test it is mm-hmm. easier said than done because emotions are very powerful feelings yes, well, they they're very powerful feelings and um god put them in us for a reason um but still um a man that is uh, not able to control himself or that that cannot put himself under subjection is yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember that scripture in particular now. You know, it, it basically just lets you know that a man that does not have control over himself, yeah. then it, that, like that kind of person. Exactly, I was trying to remember that scripture. Yeah. It's like a city without walls. Yeah. So it's it, everything all links together. You know, everything all links together. So it, yeah. if I take the example that you gave. Uh, we, if I were to go all Christianism, I would tell you, oh, man shall not live by bread alone, or <laughs> whatever comes out of the mouth. Right. But, you know, yeah. So um, there is a reason you're hungry. The reason you're hungry mm-hmm. is so that you can put food in your stomach. But I will yeah. ask you a question: If you go to to the fellowship, can you stay two hours, you know, without eating? Let mm-hmm. Let me flip it. If you had, if you got a phone call immediately at that time that you needed to come pick up a check of two billion naira. <laughs> and um, you have to travel immediately. Do you think you will remember that you have not eaten you have at not that eaten. time? Yeah. You would not. You would not. Mm, so exactly. it just shows you priorities. Um, mm, you see how quickly priorities. your mind switched. You see how quickly your mind switched and forgot about food because of money. You know, and that's another thing we will get mm. into much later. So it just that that already answers your question. You know that. Mm. You can go to fellowship and hear the word of God and fellowship with God's people and then get food later because the emotion that was coming out to play there, the enemy is trying to use it to pull you away from something that God exactly. used to benefit you at the time. Exactly. So just weighing those things plays a huge role. Yeah. And I think I would also like to mention that um, our emotions come to play depending on whatsoever 
we are attracted to at the moment or whatever is taking our attention, just like you mentioned, priority at different places of our lives. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And uh, to the next one, God is not emotional. I mean, we all know that God is not emotional. Most of us know God is not emotional. So does he speak through feelings? Does God speak through feelings? All right. So um, when I when I when I saw this particular draft, <laughs> I I knew I was going to shake some tables. So uh, I'll just get right to it. Okay, bring it down. And yeah, <laughs> and you know we're all work in progress. We're all learning. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, mm. People, people. I've heard people say this a couple of times that you know God is not an emotional God, and mm. it begs the question. Um, one thing I know for sure is that God is not an author of confusion. Yeah. Um, God, God is not. Uh, okay, let me not let me not model the waters. Let, let me just okay. try and go straight to the point. Okay. I, I would say God is emotional. God is an emotional okay. God, and and I'll okay. tell you why. What uh-huh. what is you know an emotion? You know, it's mm. you know what's what's a feeling really? It's a conscious, subjective experience of emotions. Um, God made us in his own image right he said let us make yeah. man in our own image and after our likeness so um mm-hmm. i am a very strong believer in the fact that god is an emotional god and i can okay. point examples to you um if okay. you believe strongly that jesus is god you know and the, the trinity and all of that mm-hmm. jesus wept that is an emotion yes, jesus he wept when his friend died you know yeah. uh, god was angry at the children of israel several mm-hmm. times that is an emotion you know, he was so angry that he wanted to destroy them at some point. That is an emotion. You know, mm-hmm. God, God repented that he made man. That is an emotion. Yeah. He felt sad. He felt bad that he created man because of what man was doing. That is an emotion. So I would strongly suggest that God is an emotional God. He gets mm-hmm. angry. He cried. He has compassion. You know, those are all emotions, right? Those are all emotions. However, I think let's I'll- not... Yeah, go so, ahead. Sorry, sorry, sir. I think I'll rather now say, um, God is not emotional about his dealing with us, like mm. in the way God deals with us. He's not yeah. emotional. Whatever he says, he wants to do, we do. Yes, sir. So now, now we're getting to 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 the light. We're getting clearer, you yeah. know, clarity, right? Yeah. And yeah. I will say, let's not forget the definition of, of emotion or feeling that I described earlier, which is it's a conscious, subjective experience. You know, mm. it's it's conscious, but it's subjective, meaning. It's something that is anything subjective is something that comes from your perspective, how you see mm-hmm. the world, how you see something, right? So yeah. um if you ask me, you know, that does God speak through our feelings? Yes, he does. I mean, mm-hmm. God God is such an amazing God, he speaks in mysterious ways. But let me now issue the caveat. The caveat here is um because of the way emotions are emotions are fleeting emotions are temporary a lot of times Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they are very subjective so god might nudge you through your emotions but yeah you know he would not necessarily use that as the basis for a lesson or an instruction that he wants to give you because like i said emotions Mm -hmm. are fleeting so it's just a case of god coming down to your level at the level you are basically you know if that is the level you are he will come down to that level to make you see reason with him but he expects mm-hmm. you to grow up and trans- transcend beyond just how you feel at that particular time into knowledge into mm-hmm. truth into principles into what what is sure what is what what stands the test of time do you do you understand what i'm trying to say yeah yes yes i do Exa- exactly so 
um, God, God might speak to you through emotions, but I am mm. of the opinion that he will not always speak to you through emotions. He might nod you through always. emotions. Yeah, but he would, you know, he would ex- just like when babies are babies, they, they get milk. But as you grow into a son or a daughter, you are expected to start to eat strong meats. And, and that is the difference. Someone who is mm. eating strong meats is not swayed by emotions. Why? Mm. Because life will throw a plethora of things at you that would affect your emotions. Um, you would feel a certain way, but because you know the knowledge of the truth of God's word, you would do something else. And that and mm-hmm. that is the difference. So we're not going to base God's word or God speaking to us on emotions because emotions are fleeting. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, my pick-up line here is um, God will not always speak to us through our emotions. Yes, sir. And yeah, thank you so much. Sir. And um, on to the next one. What should I do when my desires are not in alignment with what I perceive to be the will of God? What mm. what should I do when my desires are not in alignment with what I perceive to be the will of God? And I think over time we'll still get to talk about perception and um, yes, conviction. Sir. Yeah. So yes, what do I need to do when I'm at that face? <clears throat> yes, yes. Sir. So I'm trying not to overcomplicate this particular question because okay. there's so many, many, many things that can poke at you know the fact that you already mentioned perception you know what you perceive to be the will of god might not necessarily be the will exactly. of god exactly. there's the perfect will of god there's the permissible will of god you know there there is the i think it's the will of god but it's actually not even the will of god so there's so many <laughs> many layers to this but to just answer on a very general level you know what do i do when my desires are not in alignment with what i perceive to be to be the will of god mm-hmm. i would say that more often than not your desires are in their raw, unprocessed state. And, and I'll explain that. And, mm-hmm. and they would most likely not be in alignment with God's will. Why? Because your desires were formed or created or they are based on ephemeral things. What do I mean? Mm-hmm. They are, your, those desires were, were, were informed or they were formed based on things that are fleeting. I keep using the word exactly. things that are temporary. Things that are not, you know, if, if you ask the person that maybe wrote this question and you say, so what are those desires? You know, yeah. I, I want to be successful at 25 or I, I want to mm-hmm. be the richest person in the world at 40 or, or I want to own, like I'm just saying, those are just general yeah, yeah. examples, right? But if we mm-hmm. check the 90% of the time, those desires are in their raw, unprocessed state. And when I say raw, unprocessed state, when mm-hmm. you journey into Christ, when your soul, you know, receives Christ in, in, in the fullness of it, your, your desires get replaced by his desires because you know, mm. you're no longer you're no longer living life based on what the world we live in is is a temporary world as we all know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's transient. So um, we're not we're not here because we're going to be here forever. We're here because we're just walking through. We're not of this world as we know. You know. You know yeah. So it's. It's it's important, to, and that's why it is very very key to understand God's heartbeat for your life, to understand mm-hmm. what God's desires for your life is or are rather, you know, because it it, it will most of the time go beyond cars or houses or shoes. Or clothes, definitely, definitely. You know, there, it will most likely go beyond all of that. So, I think the first question would be, you know, let, let's let's get those desires to. To, to match up at least a bit to what God's desires are, you know, because yeah. more more often than not, like I said, those are your desires because of the state they're in, because of the state in which they were formed. Uh, mm. Let's not even go into the details of that. They would most <laughs> likely not align with God's will. Yeah, <laughs> most yeah. of the time. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I, want, I wanted to add um, that most of our desires, just like you said, that they are ephemeral. And yes, I think they're ephemeral because they, we are, we are still in the world. Yes, sir. We are still in the world, but um, the things surrounding us, I mean, the things we experience, they are, they are not totally for, still in their rust state. Just like you said, let me just put it there. We are still in their rust state. Yes, sir. And um, that will lead me to the next question that says, I stand to be corrected when I say there are perceptions forward by the Holy Spirit and are the ones and the ones driven by the flesh. So, would you mind sharing your thoughts about this? I stand to be corrected when I say that there are perceptions forward by the Holy Spirit and there are ones. Okay, and the ones driven by the flesh. Yeah, would you mind sharing your thoughts about this perception yeah. forward by the spirit and perception forward by the flesh? I mean, driven by the flesh. Absolutely, you're you're very correct. You're spot on, actually, and it relates to you know what we what we discussed earlier, which is the fact yeah. that you know the human mind has its limits, you know, as to what it can comprehend. God said mm-hmm. in the word that your your thoughts are not my my thoughts, my ways are not your yeah, ways. Exactly. Much higher, exactly. you know. The, you know, so there's a limit to to what the human mind can really comprehend. Except God opens your eyes to see. Remember, you know the story of um, Elisha, you know, in mm-hmm. the Bible that you know the the army came and they, they wanted to come and take him out, and then God he had to pray to God to open the eyes of his assistant to see. Yeah. You know, so there there's so many things that we do not even know that our human minds you know cannot cannot grasp. comprehend right mm-hmm. cannot grasp exactly so um yeah um most of the time and it for me it might not be so straightforward but mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's pretty easy to see when you put on the glasses of the word of god it's pretty to to, to sift through you know the to differentiate the, the, the shaft from the wheat, um, mm. to know the desires that are that are perpetrated or that are pushed, that are fueled that are fueled by flesh. Um, desires that are fueled by flesh are usually things that lead to destruction. Are usually things that lead things that are th- things that are that are corruptible. Things that are dis- destroyable. If there's any English like that, you know. Mm. However, the things that are fueled by the spirit of God are the things that la- that are eternal. Things. That mm-hmm. you know, treasures like you know, like just like the scripture says, treasures that are stored up in heaven. heaven and, yeah. and as a Christian, it is very, very important to be set. See, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, personally, mm-hmm. I I believe is one of those things that it is it's like our X factor. It's as Christians, it's when Jesus was living and he said, I will live with you a comforter and he will teach you all things. All things it's yeah. I think that scripture is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible because mm-hmm. it's it's like, man, I'm going to leave you with, with me, with my mm. spirit, and that yeah. spirit has access to all things. That spirit knows all things. That mm. spirit sees all things. Games, that yeah. spirit. I mean, it's it's like I've given you the cheat code, the cheat book to the exam mm. called life. Mm. Yeah. It's now up to you how you use that cheat code. It's now totally, yeah. totally up to you. So, to you. Um, these things are sweet to say, but they are harder mm-hmm. to do. And let me give you an example. Yeah. You know, you're you have been putting some money together, maybe about maybe three million naira or something, and you want to start a project. Mm. And one night you sleep, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to you, or whatever way the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know, either in a dream or whatever. And He yeah. tells you to take two million out of that three million and go give it to someone's project that you want to start. Right <laughs> now, th- these things. I mean, I'm talking sleepless nights. Have mosquito has beaten you on top of this three million. Yeah, I can, you, you, I can you imagine. Have, you have suffered literally. 
But then mm. the Holy Spirit tells you to take two million, even sometimes two point five million or three million. Self, you hold three million. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to somebody else's project. Let them use it to fund their project. Mm. These things are hard. Really These hard. Things, really hard. These things are tough. And guess what? And it buttresses the fact that uh, it is impossible for the flesh to please God. It is impossible for the human mind in it in his raw fallen state to please God. And that was why, that was the fundamental reason Jesus came, to redeem us back to Christ, uh, to, to God, mm-hmm. you know, I, I beg your pardon. Yeah, he yeah, came to yeah, give yeah. us access to the Father because he knows that in the original state that we are, the fallen state, you know, we, we, we would not be able to to access the Father because yeah. <laughs> our thinking patterns are very, very different from his. Different, you know? yeah. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, but like I said, these things are hard. These yeah. things are not. <laughs> I, I will not tell you that it's, it's a it's a bed of roses or it's a walk in the park. A life that is submitted to the will of the Father is a broken life. Is a life that sometimes family turns back on. It's a life that mm. friends sometimes would despise. It's a life mm. that sometimes society would not understand. You know, exactly. so it's it's. <laughs> It's it's not beans, sir. It's not. It is not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's sweet I to agree. say, but it's it's not. You know, it's I've, easy. I've heard stories of people who are like, um, God said I should resign. I mean, these are people in the top management of huge companies in the world, and I know someone specifically. I was working um, with Unilever, and it was like God said he should resign. And to be a bro, <laughs> to one village in Potakot, to do what? <laughs> so, I mean, this is one of the realities we face differently. Yeah. Um, th- thank you so much for that. Uh, going to the next one, like you've talked about it actually, but I'll just need you to like shed more light on it. Perception is good, but you can both agree that convictions are the real deal. Yes, what sir. is what is the bridge between between the two, between perception and conviction? Uh-huh. It's funny that I was having this conversation with my wife last night. We were just talking about wow. thing, and this particular topic came up. Yeah, so um, I, I would I would describe it this way: perception is like plywood. It's like using plywood for, for your floor, for your flooring, right? Okay. While convictions are like the concrete floor that has the iron cast in it. So mm. con- conviction, conviction is perception solidified. Conviction exactly. is perception that has become solidified. And yeah. if, you, if you ask me, you know, how does that happen? You know, um, everything starts from perception, really, you know, but yeah. it, it, you know, it, which would kind of transi- transition into the next question, right? But I, I would mm-hmm. just quickly say that perception that is founded on truth and mm. that is, um, that is, um, what's the word now? That is ingested over and over and over again. You know, mm. and like I said, that is found. The clause here is it is founded on truth. Yeah. You know, when when it becomes conviction, my brother, <laughs> I've not I've not seen what can break it on. Exactly. Not, nobody can stop. Nobody can hey, stop anyone with strong conviction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've not seen it. You hear Bishop yeah. Oedipo speak many times about his story, <laughs> how they yeah. came up, right? You know, yeah. so that can only be found in conviction. Perception exactly. would have been swayed by men's opinions, you know, but mm. conviction that is birthed in truth in God, mm. that fire cannot be quenched easily. Mm. Mm. Cannot be quenched is, easily. I mean, this is quite deep because I can so relate to this. 
Uh, okay, um, a question dropped in my mind uh, while you were talking, and the question is, so I've heard stories of people say, oh, God spoke to me last night <clears throat> to, let's say, for instance, to um, go on a trip. Yeah. And um, you hear them say something like, and the following morning, I pick up, I picked up my khaki, then I was on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, for those kind of people, would am I going to say, or are we going to say from perception to conviction over the nights? I mean, how did that happen? Or are we going to say they've been able to build up their perception over time or discipline themselves to know that this is just beyond perception? This is now, I mean, this has entered the level of conviction. I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, it's just like, it's just like maybe six hours difference from when they had yeah. God and to when they yeah. were carrying out carrying out the assignments. How do we was the was the bridge behind that between that? Guess what? There are some people that from when they heard that thing, they have already gone in their minds. It's just that they were not physically able to go. Mm. Six hours difference is just the fact that they needed to sleep and wake up to now go. But the mm. moment they had the instruction, because of what they have built with God over time, over time, yeah. They are they yeah. are gone. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's non-negotiable. But like I said, this mm. thing comes with fellowship. It comes with time. It comes with trust. And um, I, I remember I was sharing with a friend, like a younger brother, actually, a couple of years okay. ago. And I, I was telling him that sometimes the problem, and you know, this might be a bit tricky, but please listen. Sometimes the problem with what God is saying is, is what mm. God has said. Mm. Okay. And you might think, what, what, what's trying? I'll say it one more time. Sometimes the problem with what God is saying is what God has said. God has said. I said okay. The reason I said that is because there are people that um, have refused to grow relationship. That mm. you know they they have just they are they are towing the line of religion and towing the line of you know this and that i'm saying mm. that because your work with god is as individualistic as the palm as the prince on your palm mm. right so now you see how god took abraham up the hill with isaac right yeah the same god yeah. that instructed him and told him go there kill him sacrifice blah 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 mm. at the time he brought out the knife and was about to stab isaac the same god told him don't kill him stop yeah now that can only happen when there is relationship when there is when that trust has been built between the two parties right mm. so um I, i'm sorry I've, I've kind of lost my line of thought i'm just trying to relate it back to what we're talking about uh, it's actually in line. it's actually in line okay 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 yeah so so i, I think I, I just said all of that to, to let people know that your work with god is very 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 key like learning how to hear from god for yourself mm. is i cannot emphasize it enough because mm. guess what god might have told you wake up in the morning at 6 a.m and go to this place right mm. and yeah. at 7 30 on your way he will tell you turn back but because you are you're so you know bent on what god said you miss out mm. on the instruction that god is saying and mm. that that like i said this can only happen when you have that relationship with god um yeah, see, exactly. yes, I, I i always tell people that what the way god deals with us Mm. The, what tra- what what transpired on that mountain with Abraham between Abraham and God mm. was not just obedience; it was trust at play. Exactly. Then, so it, was it wasn't just when we were talking, right? That yes, sir. It wasn't just God trying to see. Bridge. It is. It wasn't just God trying mm. to see if Abraham would obey him. It was also God trying to see if Abraham would trust him. And honestly, 
you've heard it you, you, in the scriptures, Hebrew 11, without faith, it's yeah. impossible to please yeah. God, right? Yeah. And I think, personally, one of the things that breaks God's heart the most, if you ask me, is when we don't trust Him. Mm. If you ask me, if there's anything that breaks God's heart the most, is when we show a lack of trust in Him. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that's one of the things that breaks it. So, so if, if you remove trust, and you can interchange trust with faith, right? So if you yeah. remove trust from the picture, then, I mean, what, what do we have left, really? What do we have left? I mean, this, this is really deep. I mean, the answer, trust or faith, is the bridge between perception and conviction. And yes, um, we need to build a solid relationship with God over time just to get to that level. Yes, sir. Uh, so, um, on to the next one that says, how can convictions be developed? And what are the ways to have this conviction strengthened over time? Yes, how, can I, I, how can I develop my convictions or my perception self to become conviction? Then conviction, how can I like solidify the conviction? Yes, sir. Um, I already kind of gave the the expo in Romans yes. ten, you know, from Romans in Romans ten seventeen. The fact that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Mm. You know, that is that is how it becomes solidified. You know, the fact that you spend time with God, spend the fact mm-hmm. that you spend time with God's word. You know, over time, it that the perceptions start to become solidified, such that you you know you trust in His word, you trust in in what He says so much that you mm. believe it. You know, ah man, one of the people I love the most in the Bible, mm-hmm. King David. Yeah, know, he says, you know, your your word have I hidden in my heart. That yeah. I, I, let, me not, let me not get ahead of myself because I'm going to say that later. But okay. he, he he was one of those people that that you know he he said made statements like even though he slay me, yet I was yeah, trust like, him. like yeah. that is someone who has gotten to a strong point of conviction. He does not need anybody to tell him. He's sold out already. He's sold completely, you know, to the idea of God. He he's at that level where he's not after God because of what he can get. When people hear that phrase, David was a man after God's heart. They think that this is God's heart. Then David was right next to it. Like they think that <laughs> God puts David. You know, they, you know, they yeah, like it's a status here, yeah, like you know, like he was a man that God loved, so he was right after. No, mm. oh, that's not what it is. It is David was a man that was constantly chasing after God's heart. That's what it is. In friends, mm. as the day pants after the water broke, so my soul yeah. pants after you, okay. oh God. That yeah. is what he yeah. meant. A man after mm. God's heart means a man that was constantly running after God's desires. What do you mm. want? That's a man that is sold out. Convi- the conviction, eh? No, be here. A king that would dance naked, quote, mm. that would dance until clothes fell out of him. Do you get this? Mm. Was something that was absurd, you know, in the in the mm. in the Jewish culture, in the Israelite culture. But he didn't care because he understood the assignment. He understood what mm. was happening. So you know, it, it I just, mean, you you just answer like you just give shed more light on the second question. I guess again for me personally. And where we are talking about emotions and the desires of God, I mean, yes, so when there are times when our emotions are not actually like they are not sinful, they are not wrong, but we just have to learn to bring it to the feet of Jesus and say, okay, what what do you think about this? What would you have me do? What would you have me yes, say? Sir. What would you have me? I mean, this is like a deep answer. Thank you so much, sir. And I'm yes, going sir. to the next one. So I am convinced I had God, right? This is conviction we are talking about now, not even perception again. I am convinced I hate God. But what I hate is not showing up yet. What should I do? 
Um, my answer would be if you are convinced that you heard God truly, mm. then you will wait. Mm. My mom would always say that it's foolishness for man to use his small wristwatch to try to set God's huge clock. You know, we know mm. that a, a thousand days for man is like maybe one or less than a day. Like God is not God created time and step out of it, right? So He's not bound. Mm. He's not restricted by the the limits of time. Yeah. We are the one that's under pressure. He's not. Mm. He's not restricted by the limits of time. You're the one that's mm. thinking, oh, I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 40, I don't have... It. God is not looking at that. He's not bound by that. So, mm. my, my answer to you is, if you truly heard God, if you're truly convinced mm. that you heard God, then you would wait. Why? Because in waiting is where we actually exhibit faith. It's, it's, that's exactly. where we actually show God that we trust Him. If, yeah. if our Christianity was plug and play, then we would not need faith. If every time you would come and say, I want this, it is given to you, then that's yeah. not, there's no, there's no faith. That's not faith. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is, uh, <laughs> I don't know the, the word to use for that. Do you it's, get more like, so, it's more like, like a child play. Exactly my point. So, um, our faith really grows when we're in that waiting period. What happens mm. in that waiting period is what defines us really. Not, and like I always tell people, God is not interested in the blessing. If, if I, 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 I will break that down. God yeah, yeah. has an abundance. He made a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. He can, he, like blessing you is the least of his worries. That He has mm. already blessed you. If, if you ask me, all blessings yeah. have been made available to you in heavenly places. Yeah. It, yeah. it is available already. What mm. God is most interested in is in your soul. Mm. That is what God is interested in. Interested you know? in. Not, not in the blessing. Not in the blessing you. God is more interested in your soul because he's like, he... I always tell people that when we walk about earth, God does not see humans. He doesn't see hands, legs, heads. Mm. God sees hearts. God sees hearts. That's what he sees. Because he does not see the way men see. Men look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So God yeah. looks at intentions. He's looking at your heart. He's seeing your... Sometimes you might not even know the reason you're asking for something. But God already mm. knows that reason. There, I always tell people that there are some people that God cannot bless with one millionaire today. You know why? Mm. If he blesses them with that money, he will lose them. Mm. and he doesn't want to lose you he loves you more than that so there until you until you attain certain things in your soul there are certain mm. things that might not come to you unfortunately why because god loves you he cares about you mm. so like i said also the blessing is not the problem it is the mm. process the work that is being done in you that is the actual work while you're waiting mm. and waiting is one of the ways that god processes us it's one of the ways mm. that god you know purifies our our, our our intentions and our hearts yeah. so if, if you truly trust yeah. him then you, you wait and if you really heard from him then you wait yeah. it won't be a problem yeah your, your answer now just uh, brought something three a part of something three to my heart it leads me in the path of righteousness for his for his name's sake it leads us yes, for, his, for his name's sake you know yes sir and uh, that's that's really deep sir okay so while waiting on god do you think our thoughts pattern I mean, we are talking a process of waiting now. These are yeah. people who have, who have convictions already and they are sure they've heard God. So while waiting on God, do you think our thought pattern and our emotion affects our perception of God? Absolutely. I mean, the thoughts and we are having while we are waiting on God, do you think it uh, affects our perception of God? Absolutely. And it's, it's just exactly what I just said, which is mm. the fact that the, while we are waiting is actually the work. That's where, that is the actual miracle. That's the thing that is, that is what God is most interested in. You know, mm. that's where the real work is happening. Not yeah. on the clock, not on the calendar, not, you know, not on your diary. It is happening while you're waiting. 
that is mm. where the real miracle is happening so mm. i would tell people that or i would tell myself also that you know in, do not don't waste your waiting period because that's that's where the real work is actually happening mm. so what do you want to do in those periods you want to make sure that you surround yourself with things that edify you surround yourself mm-hmm. with things that solidify the conviction not things that mm-hmm. deflate it you're not trying to go from conviction to perception once you get to perception the enemy is able to corrupt that perception and and you know sway you away you know but as you are in that period thoughts will come ideas will come is it worth waiting for that is when you should actually solidify the conviction that is when you should solidify the conviction because that's where the true miracle happens in your soul while we know god do you think our thought pattern and our emotion affects our perception of god do you think my perception while waiting on God, I mean, now I'm convinced. I'm sure that this is what God wants me to do. I'm sure this is what step I'm to take, but it doesn't come true yet. Do you think uh, my perception of God in that is being affected? Absolutely, and it's just like I just like I mentioned earlier. You know, yeah. the actual the actual work or the actual miracle happens in the waiting room, happens in the waiting lobby. That is yeah. exactly where the miracle work happens. Because yeah. why? God is more interested in your soul than in the blessing yeah. that He wants to give to you. Just like I said, mm-hmm. the blessings has ma- has been made available already, but the mm-hmm. real work is happening in your inside. It's happening in your soul, not on the calendar, not mm-hmm. on the clock, not on your wristwatch. It's happening in your waiting season. What are you mm-hmm. doing with your waiting season? Don't waste it. That is when you want to solidify the convictions, not allow the mm-hmm. convictions to be deflated and become perception. You know, mm-hmm. don't give room for the enemy to to allow those suggestions to now start to make you think is is it worth waiting for? I think that is when you actually want to go hard and solidify that conviction, you know, of that you have mm-hmm. of God. And, and like I said, that is where the true miracle happens. Not not when the blessing comes. The blessing already came, yeah. but the waiting period yeah. is where the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. You know, my pickup line for from um like the previous answers that you given that is still ringing in my heart at the moment is that God is not under pressure. God yes, is not under pressure in any way. I mean that's like oh. a, pick, a major pickup line for me. And um going to the next one, sir, I, I have been waiting on God genuinely, but I'm at the point where I am indifferent about the situation. Maybe I am numb already. I'm not even I'm not even sure what I'm feeling about what God has said. I've been I'm about my conviction again. What should I do in my, um, at that place? I think you answered this earlier, but still. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, honestly, this this is one of the toughest things that we sometimes face as Christians. And mm-hmm. remember, I said in in the beginning that it's also one of those things that we don't address enough. We kind of just mm-hmm. leave people to hang out dry, you know, to hang out and just figure it out by themselves. Okay. You know, it's. It's it's one of the one of the honestly it's one of the toughest things. I myself personally, I can give so many examples, mm. so many examples. Mm. But um, you might not like this answer, <laughs> but this is my answer <laughs> to you. You know, for anyone that is in this situation, this okay. this is my answer to you. Re- remember that um, the reason you're with God mm. is not so that you can take. Mm. That's not exactly. why. You, that's not why you. No, that's not God, the primary reason. That's not the primary reason. Mm-hmm. God didn't send Jesus to die for you just so that He want so that you can praise Him. No, that, mm-hmm. he, he said if nobody else to do it, I'll raise stones to do it. Exactly. It's because of His genuine love. Love is not condition is not conditioned on what I can get from you, mm-hmm. right? The kind of love that God loves us is not conditioned on whether we're able to love Him back. God, Jesus did not come to die for Christians. He came to die for the whole world, sinners. Mm-hmm. Murders, 
You know, mm-hmm. every single person mm-hmm. on the face of the planet, right? And yeah. and that should inform how we should respond to his love. Right? Mm-hmm. So if while you're waiting on God, and like I said, this is one of the toughest things that we go through as Christians. It's easy to exactly. see. Job exactly. Job 13, Job 13, verse 15. You know, um, it's 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 very profound scripture. Mm-hmm. Job went through hell, literally went through hell. You know, but then the same guy, he said, though he slay me, sorry, it was Job yes, that said, I think I mentioned, yet will yeah. I trust in him? You know, I would maintain my my own ways before him. Like, it takes, <laughs> but my brother, it's, when we read scripture sometimes, we think it, because it happened 5,000 years ago, we're like, we read it out of, you know, vague, bring it down to <laughs> modern day life. Put yourself yeah. in those shoes. You know, God forbid, we're not asking anything evil to happen, but just yeah. put yourself in Job's shoes. Will you be able to open your mouth and utter these words? This is yeah. where we ought to be as Christians, really. Our, our love for God and our Christianity should not be subject to whether or not God gives us things. Things. Mm. It's that that's not what it is. Mm. You know. To be honest, so, it is hard. It is hard to just suck this in, but it's just true. It is hard. I know it is hard. Even me that mm. I'm saying it, it's very difficult. Right? While we're in this flesh, it is very mm. difficult. But guess what? Until we get to a point, it's <laughs> here. Like I said, blessing you is the least. Is the least thing on God's side. like is the least he can do, if if you know what I mean. He's yeah. like yeah. that's not. <laughs> do you know how valuable your soul is? He wants to dwell yeah. in you. That's the whole purpose of this whole thing. He sent Christ yeah. to redeem you back because he wants to live. He wants to dwell in you, yeah. right? So yeah. beyond what you can ask, beyond the cars, the houses, the job, the money, the whatever you can ask, right? Yeah. Like. This, this, the relationship, the, the, I love you, you love me unconditionally. That, like, that's the end game, right? Exactly. That's, yeah. So, if you're waiting on God genuinely, mm. because you love Him, right? Yeah. You, and as, like I said, as hard as this may be, you, because you love Him genuinely, mm. your emotions might be making you feel numb. But the exactly. knowledge of Christ that you have makes you understand that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Mm-hmm. Even if he does not give me this car, mm-hmm. I will, my love for him will not waver. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel that is where we ought to get to. Where mm-hmm. our love for God is not defined by the things that we can get from him. We're not mm-hmm. after his hand, we're after his heart. And that's the difference between David. Why is David's mm-hmm. name being mentioned through generations to come? David was mm. not a man that was after the things that God could give him. He was after yeah. God's heart. Mm. He like he wanted to build a temple for God. It was God that had to tell him that chill. Nobody you do up. But exactly. guess, even after God told him to chill, that somebody else would build it, his son would build it. David made everything that David yeah. yeah. That is a man that is after the heart of God. That is a man that is running after what God desires. Right, and that's mm. where we ought to be. Mm. Thank, thank you so much for this. I mean, I'm very sure so many people will be able to relate on this. I mean, I've heard stories of so many people saying, "Oh, they were waiting on God for 
for the fruit of the womb for a very long time and they never came forth. But these people were still in church, they were still cleaning chairs, they were still coming. I mean, these people were still genuinely committed to the things of God and God later on came true for them. People have different stories on how they waited on God and God later coming true for them. Thank you so much for this. Um, I think the last one they, on the list is, um, apart from praying, how do I get my perception to God for proper scrutiny? Okay, I understand that I have to pray and all. What else do I need to do? to leave my perception to God for proper scrutiny before I can say, okay, I'm sure, I'm convinced, I'm, I know this is what God wants me to do. How do I lay it for uh, my perception to God? I mean, it's, we've, I think we've, I feel like we've answered this a couple of yes, times. Yes, I'll just quickly, yeah, I'll just touch on it. Easy. Benchmark, you know, them with God's word. Right? Mm-hmm. Just, it's for me, that's like the go-to answer. Benchmark yeah. it with, with, with God's word. Because really, if, if we go to I'll just quickly read Psalms 119. You know, okay. I love David, man. I love King David. <laughs> I mean, why why do you think he wrote Psalm 119 verse, verses 9 to 16? You know, he said, mm. how can a young person stay pure? Asking a question, by obeying your word. Yeah. That's what he said. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have mm. hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against mm. you. Mm. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. Can you hear what this guy is saying? Mm. (laughs) I I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Mm. Like, are you? Can you hear what these guys? Say? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <It> never starts. <laughs> it never starts. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, agree. <laughs> I mean, we never start. <laughs> so, so yeah. Just go and read verse 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 nine to sixteen. Read read verse nine to sixteen over and over again. <laughs> you know, another another thing that came to mind while you were talking is the fact that um, we have we have people who are genuinely following God. There might not sure. be many that people who are just yes, following God. We can as well lay our perception to them through the wisdom of God and Absolutely. say, Oh, Sam, this is what I think I'm perceiving. Yes, uh, what I think you should join me in prayer, or what do you think about this? I mean, this is yes, another sir. way we can lead our perception to God. PG, thank you so much for this session. I am honestly grateful. I'm not going to lie to you. Thank it's, you so it's much. It's an honor, bro. Yeah. It's an honor to be, yeah. to be a part of this. <laughs> you know in conclusion I would just say God still speaks to us differently through different yes. patterns yes. but primarily through his word just like you said primarily through yes, his word and through yes, his spirit sir. the Holy Spirit is the one that does the conviction yes, all sir. of our perception should be should be subject to the scrutiny of the Holy Spirit Absolutely, I mean regardless sir. of the situation surrounding the perceived and convinced word from God his yes, word would stand the test of time, just like you yes, said sir. earlier. Yes, sir. God is not under pressure. I, that's At pick all. up like me. Yes, say God is not under pressure. <laughs> God is not under pressure. Thank you so much, PG. Thank you for listening to What's Your View with Olu Dalapo. Trust you had a great time listening. Feel free to share, like, and leave a comment. You could also reach out to us on Instagram at What's Your View with underscore Olu Dalapo. Thank you once again for listening.